Welcome to the Park Road Talkback Podcast. Today's podcast is a conversation with Russ Dean, co-pastor at Park Road Baptist Church, with Amy Jacks Dean about his recent book, Finding a New Way Home, The Unlikely Path of Reluctant Baptist Renegade. I'm Bruce Holliday, Director of Communications at Park Road, and today Russ and I will be discussing the conclusion of his book, a section entitled, A New Way Home, Believing It All Differently. Hello, Russ. It's good to be back with you for at least one more time. Yeah, I'm kind of sad to see this day come, Bruce. I've really enjoyed our conversations, but uh, um, we'll have to find something else to talk about after today. We we will indeed. (laughs) So today, as we wrap up this podcast series about your book, uh, it's been a fascinating conversation, and I thought today we'd give you a chance to summarize the book, what it ultimately means to you personally, and what message you would really like for readers to take away from the book. And, and you start this conclusion, this section, with a, with a very powerful story um, about a friend's disappointment and his journey of faith and, and a conversation you had with him as he lay on his deathbed. Could you just tell us a little bit more about that story? Yeah, this is someone who had spent years in ministry, and I had gotten to know him, um, and he had, uh, in in many ways, his journey had been like my journey, and yet unable to kind of find his way home and and, and maintain um, uh, faith. In in the end, he he found himself questioning kind of the validity of any of it, and. Um, it was very sad for me to hear, you know, those last words. It might have been, it might have been all for nothing. Thinking about all of his years in the church, his years in ministry, it might have been all for nothing. And I just find that, uh, I just found that a terribly sad, um, terribly sad statement to hear. Many people had been influenced and changed by him, and I just, I just think that um, the influence of of religious faith. And I believe this of any religious faith, the influence of religious faith on our lives to urge us to do the right thing, to be compassionate, to speak the truth, you know, to take care of one another. We find that in all religions. And, you know, to get to the end of your life and because you've intellectually questioned some of the tenets of faith, uh, it really felt like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, not being able to recognize the obvious validity of so many years of good work and ministry and all the good that had been done. Um, and I had already made the turn, Bruce, uh, long before that, um, that I was not going to walk away from the church. I was not going to walk away from faith. But that was a that was a really powerful experience for me. And I just thought, I'm, I'm not going to end this way. I'm not going to end sad and um, feeling like I've wasted my life. It's it's just not going to happen. Um, I think I say in the chapter, I hadn't reread the whole thing today, but I think I say in the chapter, it's like love. You don't just you don't just fall in love. You have to make commitments to stay in love, to be in love. And um, faith is the same way. It's like marriage. You, you don't just fall into faith. Um, Kierkegaard, um, Soren Kierkegaard, uh, the Danish philosopher, talks about the leap of faith. And I think you do. There is a leap and yet there's a, it's a it's a continual thing you continue to to choose i'm going to leap into this again 
today and again tomorrow and again the next day. Um, it's a very, a very volitional, willful act to faith. Um, right. And I just, you know, in seeing this friend at this age, I just thought that this is not, this is not going to happen to me. I'm just, it, I'm not going to let it, you know. So you've been very intentional about your faith. What what do you think, what was the difference? You, so your friend kind of fell away and in the end felt like life might have been, his life might have been for nothing. And you, on the other hand, uh, have been very intentional, intentional about your your faith and, and worked hard at it. What? How did your paths diverge, do you think? Why is it the one person goes one way and uh, you one another? Um. I, I don't know all the reasons I, I, I have uh, in the book in several different places. I give my parents a lot of credit and there's, there's a certain irony here. Neither of my parents share my intellectual understandings of faith. My dad spent, um, 50 years as a Southern Baptist minister. Um, and while my father was not a fundamentalist, um, he was very traditional in his understanding, still is. My parents are both alive. Um, very traditional in their understandings. They would not um, agree with or maybe understand some of the some of the conclusions I reach. And yet their the integrity of their life and faith um, and seeing what that has meant to them and how they have influenced other people because of that. I just think there's something very honest about the way they've lived and um, the, the integrity of faith. Um, say what you will, argue how you want to about the the tenets of belief that they share, that I share, that anybody else shares, what I saw and see in them still is, I think, the value of what faith brings, what religion can bring to your life. And um, so I think that's really an, has been the anchor for me from the beginning. Um, and I, I, I still hang on to that. Um, uh, I, I just, I have seen the value of of that in in the integrity of the way they have lived faith, even though I've come down in in some different places about my, you know, intellectual understandings. Um, And so I I, I don't know, I don't know how to compare that to my friend's story and how he ended up um, in, in a different place. All of my friends along the way, all of my and maybe this is luck, maybe this is fortune, maybe this is providence, but all of my friends and colleagues and, and influences along the way have encouraged my exploration, and, and yet the, they haven't been skeptical. They haven't encouraged me to, to, to throw it all out. You know, they've encouraged me within the context of faith to explore. And so I guess I've, I've had very wonderful, careful, nurturing mentors. And these, these are friends and colleagues, as well as professors, you know, older, older friends. Um, but I think all of the influences that I have had, um, have, have in a way encouraged me to stay within faith with, with, within the church. And, um, I just never, I, I, I don't think I've ever been tempted to walk away from that, um, yeah, you say that your well, your journey has ushered you into a um, what you described as a deeper, richer faith, and it's the question in my mind is how is it that a life that is so filled with with some hard questions and some uncertainty at times, how did that become 
such a solid foundation for your faith? Again, I don't know. I don't know how. I just know that it has. And 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 as I have, as this 20, 25 year process, however long that's been, to, um, 30 years almost from the beginning of the book to the end, um, all of those experiences have carefully and slowly nudged me to a different understand, really a different understanding of faith altogether. And the easiest way I know how to say that is that I went from a faith of answers. You know, what was important about faith is that you had the answer to whatever the question, you know, um, whatever the question, faith gave you the answers. Um, and I have, I, I have gone from that almost completely to uh, uh, away from that i don't know the faith gives you answers at all faith helps you deal with the questions and and helps you to love the questions and um you know the spiritual life um it is not a life about the, of anything that can be empirically tested um empirically verified it can only be verified in your own experience that's a very subjective um a very unempirical um discipline and um so so wrapping that kind of discipline the the, the life of faith in um in a discipline of answers it seems to me now just puts that in the very wrong category um and and as i have moved into embracing the questions and being able to say i don't know you know that's actually one of my favorite phrases bruce i say it all the time (laughs) when i left my last church uh i was a one of my colleagues was the associate minister there and he said well russ you know, when you go and you become the pastor, you can no longer say, I don't know. And I thought, <laughs> wow, I have said, I don't know a whole lot more as a pastor than I ever did as an associate of any kind. Um, and, um, you know, I think being able to be comfortable to say about issues of faith, about religious questions, about life in general, I don't know. Um, what I do believe, what I cling to, what I hold on to is that God is with me um, and that the Spirit of God gives strength and gives depth and meaning to life. Um, I don't have to have the answers to to right. enjoy that kind of richness to life that comes from faith. Um, and so it's just, it, it's just a, a totally different thing a uh, totally different understanding of faith than I started, you know, all those years ago. Yeah, I ha- you know, I have to say on a very personal level, and we've had many conversations, but those times when you have actually used the phrase, I don't know, has been very comforting to me. Uh, you know, it, it just feels like, okay, I'm not alone in this, and that uh, some very smart and very experienced people can have similar experiences to mine. So I think there's something liberating almost about uh, someone in your position actually being honest enough to say, well, I don't know in certain well, situations. I, I appreciate you saying that. And of course, we, I think in our church and the way that Amy and I, you know, do ministry and preach and teach and uh, we attract people for whom that is um, comforting, some kind of relief. I also remember one day that um, I don't remember what the sermon was, but I in in that sermon had expressed you know, my own doubts about things or, you know, I I didn't, I didn't offer a, an 
uh, unequivocal position of here's the answer, you know, and so I expressed some amount of uncertainty about that. And I remember um, a, a, a couple who had been visiting walked out the door and at, at the door, he said <laughs> something to me like, um, I didn't think I'd ever hear a Baptist minister say I didn't know or something like that. And, and Bruce, they never came back. I, I remember specifically. And so what you find comforting and what some people right. find comforting mm-hmm. in that, you know, there, there, there are other people who want the answers and they want to walk into the church and the preacher say, here's, here's what the verse means. Here's the answer. You, you know, it, it, it needs to be cut and dried for some people. Um, right. Uh, but I guess, you know, my conviction throughout this this book and telling my story is that there are uh, more people, there are people like you, and I actually believe a growing number of people like you uh, yes. for whom the easy answers that the church has provided are just no longer working. Right. And I think I think a lot of that has to do with our culture. It has to do with um, the science on which our kids are raised. And, and, you know, they're just raised hearing different things. And you come to church and, you know, you hear the creation story. And um, uh, just just as one example, um, and, and if there's no room within the church to explore um, what that creation story means and how that meshes um, with you know, the evolutionary understanding that our kids are learning in school, there's going to be a conflict, you know. And so I I just think the church has got to be able to uh, engage with people and uh, and accept the questions that they bring. Um, Fortunately for me, since I think that's what faith is about, I think the church ought to be able to do that, you know. Um, Exactly. And actually, you know, you said something a moment ago that I think should be the title of your next book, which is uh, Faith May Not Provide All the Answers, But It Can Help You Deal with the Questions. Yeah. And I think that is such a, a powerful statement that it, um, it just it creates space and room for conversation and for exploration. And it doesn't feel like a true, false, yes, no, black, white kind of situation where you either are, or you aren't. There's, there's that gray area that I think the world, most of us live in that gray space of some sort. I, I really do believe that Bruce, most, most people live in that gray space. And, you know, throughout this journey, um, Uh, that I've uh, charted in this book, you know, the people that I have met along the way that I have come to respect the most are not people who have, you know, platitudes and tried answers to offer to me, but it, it is people who have said, I've been doing this. I've been in this faith journey for 40, 50, 70 years, whatever it is. Um, and I don't know, but the journey of faith is worthwhile. And in, in one way or another, so many of my mentors have said that to me. And I've come to, you know, the people that I appreciate the very most are the ones who are able to embrace the uncertainty of life, the, the uncertainty of faith. Uh, again, I go back to that verse from Hebrews. Uh, faith is the conviction of things uh, hoped for, uh, the, the, the conviction of things not seen. Um, right. And, so there, there aren't answers. There aren't solid, um, certain answers to all these things. That, that, that is the very definition of faith uh, uh, and an approach to things that don't have answers, that aren't seen, you know. 
Um, right. As you wrap up this, uh, the conclusion, you you use some words from T.S. Eliot saying uh, that your your journey brought brought me round so I can know my home for the first time. Tell me a little bit about what that means to know your home for the first time. It's um, what what does that mean to you? Well, you know, I, I started in faith, and I really feel like um, I've taken this pretty circuitous journey. I've asked a lot of questions. These are some of the questions that people like me have asked that has led them in a different direction, you know, um, that, that has caused them to walk away from the church, to walk away from faith, to say, I don't believe in God. Uh, um, I've, so I've, I've, I've had this long journey and yet what I think is that I understand more about what faith is supposed to be than I ever understood before I took the journey. Um, right. And so, so learning to appreciate that. And I just, um, I actually have a lot of enthusiasm, excitement, Bruce, about the church. I know the church is changing a lot. And I'm talking about capital C, the universal church, um, the church is changing a lot. I think the church in the future is going to be smaller than it is today. Um, it's going to have less of the prominence that it had, you know, in in in, in uh, days past. But I, I think there is an opportunity for a smaller church, um, a more um, uh, engaging church that that can really engage with these kinds of questions with people to to mean to mean more to people, to really help people dig in and understand, um, understand what faith is, is, is all about. And, and again, it is to me, um, engaging with the uncertainties of life and being able to find depth and meaning, even if I don't have simple answers to things. Right. Well, after 10 podcasts, let me finish with one last question for you. Rustine, what is it that you hope this book will accomplish for readers? What is it? What's the ultimate takeaway you want your readers to have when they've when they finish this book? Yeah, that that's actually pretty easy for me. What I want people to do is to read my story and not um, necessarily affirm all of that. You know, I, I I didn't write this book in order to encourage people to end up in their journey where I am in my journey. Um, what I want for people is to read this book and to be able to identify the markers along the way of their own journey. Um, and I just had a conversation with the church. Uh, the, uh, their pastor is a friend of mine, and he encouraged them to read the book. And they've, they've taken 10 weeks. They've studied the book chapter by chapter. Um, and I had a conversation with them last week. And it was really, it was really wonderful, not because they were praising me, but because they were talking about how this book helped them to think about their own stories, um, their own journeys. And there were lots of places where they um, where they found resonance with the things that I said. But there were other places where, um, you know, my, my story didn't didn't match their own, but it helped them to engage in the growth the journey, the movement that they have had, and to be able to identify some important uh, people and events, um, and that's that's absolutely what I what I want out of this is for you to engage your own story, and if me telling mine can help you, then then mission accomplished. 
That's wonderful. Well, Russ, on a personal note, uh, you know, I just want to say how much I've enjoyed these conversations. You know, for me, your book is is very striking in its honesty. And despite all the questions that are kind of sprinkled through the book, it's still extremely helpful. And I think anyone who faces doubt or questions or uncertainty about what they believe, this book will tell you that you're not alone and that many others, including at least one Baptist pastor, have walked the same path. So thank you so much for showing us all the way. Well, thanks for saying that, Bruce. I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed these conversations so much. And uh, um, I do look forward to more conversations uh, about some other topics down the road. Right. You're going to have to get going on your next book. So we'll have a, right. another series to do. Well, thanks again. Well, I'll, for your, I'll work on that. Yeah. Thanks again for your time. It's always a great conversation. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about obtaining a copy of Russ's book, Finding a New Way Home, you can find that information at the Park Road website parkroadbaptist.org, under the Resources tab. We invite you to share this podcast with your friends and family. They can always find it on the Park Road website, or you can listen and subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, or TuneIn. That's it for this week. From all of us at Park Road Baptist Church, thank you for listening today. Grace and peace to you. Thank you.